welcome to the Missouri Wind and Solar Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Shank, coming to you from our store in Seymour, Missouri. Each week with my co-host and Missouri Wind's General Manager, David McDerris, we discuss the latest on renewable energy. Check out our additional educational information on our website at mwands.com. Thank you for downloading this podcast, and please subscribe. We're back again today. Uh, we have uh, two gentlemen with us. I'll let you let them introduce themselves uh, from North Star. And uh, David, go ahead. Yeah, so I'm uh, Dave Putman. I'm uh, president of Two Explorers, which is a distributor of uh, the North Star Blue Plus battery under a solar label. We provide uh, the Blue Plus uh, technology from North Star and uh, in a solar package uh, uh, to be used in residential and commercial solar applications. My name is Frank Fleming. I am the Chief Technical Officer with North Star Battery, uh, one of the original founders of the company. We started the company back in 2000. Uh, we've developed battery technologies specifically for telecommunication but we're also seeing opportunities now for the technology in solar, wind, and other renewable type of applications. David, Frank, give us give us a little information about these batteries. What what type of batteries are they? What uh, what capacities do they have? I mean, sure. The the the, the two exposure solar battery is a sealed lead acid AGM battery uh, that has been developed uh, for. Uh, markets that don't necessarily have very good grid power or, or charge a consistent charging. Uh, we developed this product, uh, Northstar developed this product overseas with uh, a telecommunications uh, company who was having issues with batteries that would uh, fail after possibly uh, three to six months due to a poor grid. So the power would be uh, going out on the, on the battery and then base station, the radio base station. Uh, sometimes six, seven times a day, and the outages uh, would last anywhere from 15 minutes to an hour. Uh, thus, the recharge times when the power did come on would only last 15 minutes to an hour or sometimes even shorter, which would be very abusive on, on lead-acid batteries. So the, the company uh, stepped in and asked Northstar to design a battery that can handle those types of environments. And Northstar developed uh, what they call the blue, the blue technology battery, which is, works great for PSOC environments, the partial state of charge. So when you don't necessarily get that, that power back into the battery, the battery can still perform the function of, of backing up your, your load for the, the, the time that it was, uh, it, 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 uh, until it gets to the actual next step, until it gets to the next outage. And uh, a great example of how that, how that <coughs> turned out, we put in batteries that had the blue technology for the original batteries that had failed after six months and they lasted uh, almost uh, to two years. So it definitely has proved out that yeah. it can handle that partial state of charge. A great deal in the renewable energy field for us, you know, that's that's a great deal that you can have and not have to get to that full state of charge before having to reuse it because we would love the every day to be windy and every day to be sunny, but it doesn't always happen for us. So. Exactly. Watch, get a question. Any questions for? Them? Yeah. Now, is, is City Utilities uh, is City Utilities working with North Star? I heard a couple months ago that they were trying to work with North Star to have a backup battery system because they have the uh, solar. Uh, what is it? Solar array. Yeah, the big solar field there. Eight megawatt, I think. Yeah. Yeah. What what what's actually happened there is that there's a, a huge opportunity now in in North America for what's called battery energy storage at the grid level. 
And there's many, many opportunities for using batteries at the grid level. The most common ones are the frequency regulation where there's too much renewable energy on the coast, for example. What do you do with that extra energy? Well, instead of just pumping it into the grid and exporting it to neighbouring states, there's opportunities to, to store the energy locally. One of the effects of this is called frequency regulation, where as you generate too much uh, energy, the right. base load has to decrease, and that has an effect on the generators and it basically reduces the frequency of the generators and having a very stable frequency is incredibly important yeah. and the role of batteries in this field is uh, extremely beneficial. Here in the Midwest it's not so much frequency regulation, there are very very long transmission lines, we suffer from ice storms, we suffer from uh, tornadoes etc. One of the opportunities we have in the Midwest is called um, renewal deferment whereby you don't have to put in a new transmission line you could simply use an existing transmission line and just put an energy storage system at the end of it so if you have a new customer coming along uh, his load exceeds the load on the transmission line mm -hmm. it's a lot cheaper opportunity just to put a battery there. City Utilities in Springfield really wanted to understand what the energy storage could offer them and they approached Northstar, who were also residents in Springfield, Missouri, mm -hmm. working together to put in a one megawatt, one megawatt hour energy storage system and to utilise it to several type of dynamics, including frequency regulation, including um, storage for uh, renewables, etc., peak shaving. And we're working with CT Utilities to understand the effect of all of this on the battery, but also how it benefits City Utilities themselves. And to give you some indication of one megawatt, one megawatt hour, this is two 40-foot containers with 1,140 12-volt batteries. So it's a very, very big system indeed. If you ever get the opportunity to, to look at this system, you'll see it's right next to a school. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of battery technologies where you wouldn't consider putting next to a school for right. fire risks, etc. So it's, it's quite an interesting I opportunity yeah, we have. Okay. What makes your battery stand out? What makes the, the blue battery stand out in the renewable energy field for, for our customers? What, what are some of the benefits they'll see using your yours versus that lead-acid battery? I think the charge acceptance is probably one of the more important features of the Blue Plus. Uh, you, we talked about solar not always being there, the cloud coming by, or, or not getting that full, let's, let's say, four to five to six hours charged in, during the day. It is a partial state of charge. And going back to my example of, of why they developed this battery, is it's the poor grid. And so it it, it mimics that poor grid. It, it, it gives you the, the battery. The battery has very little time to get that power in. And because uh, they built the blue technology to accept that power at a, at a much higher rate, then it, it lends itself to the solar panel and the solar panel market. Yeah, one, one of the things I would mention as well is that the charge acceptance actually comes from the fact that we, 
we add a certain material to the negative electrode it's nothing more than carbon and graphite but at a higher loading of carbon and graphite it increases the charge acceptance of the battery tremendously. What does charge acceptance mean? It means very, very simply that the battery offers little or no resistance when charge is available. The battery will charge as quickly as you put power to it. And of course, the one thing we want to do is get the battery fully charged as soon as it's possible. I see. Right. 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 Yeah, so because we sell many different types of controllers that we've talked about on the, on the show before. We sell the MPPD controller and the the bolt controller and the PWM and, and a bolt controller is uh, like our listeners probably already know but it just is sending all the power that's available whatever that thing is making it's sending so so this is uh, this will allow our customer then to use your battery and with a uh, at least ex the least expensive charge controller that we offer so that would really I mean in, in my opinion that is really big asset and be able to accept, able to, yeah, accept I, I the wind turbine power too maybe. I, I would add there, and this might be editable, <laughs> yeah. what, one of the things with the battery is that in order to achieve the long life the battery is capable of delivering, the charge itself needs to be terminated at a specific point. Right. We don't just leave the battery on charge indefinitely. Once it's reached a certain level of overcharge, the battery needs to be shut off from charge. Right. That way it will maximize the life of the product. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we, we design a controller here at the store that okay. we actually make here. And once it gets to a certain level, depending on if it's a solar or a wind application, uh, a wind application would use a, a dump load to keep resistance on our turbine. Uh, but once it was to reach that upper limit, it would then dump and it would take power from the turbine, whatever the turbine was making. And then any excess power that has to get out as well back into the battery, from the battery. And so we'll let that battery cycle back down a little bit and then come back up. Uh, and, you know, and we designed, we, that's something that Wyatt here has designed here at the store. Uh, and, and, and the solar, it just automatically will just trip off and kick it. So there's no power actually coming back to the battery. So until the battery goes down to a certain prescribed level that we've also set in, in the controller, it won't activate the controller to allow it to start taking charge again. So, and that's a great point too. I think part of the the thing that makes the manufacturer feel good about the battery is that there's somebody on the other end that's treating it properly. And right. I don't care what battery you put in, if you've got a controller that you set everything properly according to the manufacturer's spec, you're going to get the most life out of that battery that you can. Yeah. Yeah. AGMs are usually charged a little bit less than flooded battery, right? Well, let me explain the difference there. Yeah. I, th I think it's important yeah. to understand what goes on with batteries. With batteries, the, the, the reason a battery dies in almost every application is overcharge. Okay. Batteries don't particularly like to be overcharged. Lithium, in fact, cannot be overcharged because those batteries will suffer irreversible damage. So they have electronics that prevent the battery from being overcharged. Flooded systems are tend to be, or aqueous systems I should say, tend to be more forgiving. Aqueous systems have the propensity to convert overcharge basically into electrolysis of water. And flooded batteries, the sort of typical batteries that perhaps you might use in solar, simple electrolysis of water just simply means you're generating hydrogen and oxygen and every couple of months or so you top the battery up with water. Of course things change and we have these maintenance free batteries today AGM being one example 
of maintenance free. Uh, AGM simply stands for absorbed glass mat, which means the electrolyte is stored in basically blotting paper. It's, okay, a, yeah. it, it's a glass fiber paper. What happens with these designs is that any overcharge generates oxygen at the positive electrode, but that oxygen is immediately reduced at the negative electrode, generating heat. The upside is, is we don't lose water out of the system. The downside is we generate heat. And one of the things that reduces life of a battery is generation of too much heat. So AGM batteries can absorb overcharge, but the consequence of the overcharge, if it's too much, will prematurely age the battery. And I do, I do know that. I mean, I've overcharged quite a few batteries, you know, testing them. They don't like that. Nope. They don't really like that. <laughs> Next question that, that a lot of our users will have and a lot of our consumers will have is, uh, not everybody has a 12-volt system. Mm -hmm. Every, you know, we have people that have 12-volt, 24-volt, 48-volt systems. Will your battery be capable of, of sustaining their 24 and 48-volt systems? Oh, absolutely. All you have to do is uh, put them in series to the voltage that you want. 12-volt, uh, 24-volt, two batteries, 48-volt, four batteries. Just connect them up in, in series and to, to the voltage of your system. Not an issue at all. So the same way we would just do with our flooded lead acid, we would do the same with your right building block. Sure. Yeah, all the batteries we manufacture are in fact 12 volt units. Okay. We call each unit a monoblock, uh, okay. so a 12 volt monoblock. The monoblocks range in size from 13 amp hour all the way through to 210 amp hour, and there are about eight different sizes in between. Okay. So you have a very comprehensive range. So the 210 is a, is a great battery. And, uh, and David has been nice enough to bring us down some of these batteries and let us do some testing. And so far, they're working excellent. I mean, they're, okay, good. they're an do excellent battery. Do you have a couple different sizes? Yes, we do. I have a, a in, in the solar label, I have a 40 amp hour, a 100 amp hour, a 170 amp hour, and a 210 amp hour. And those are all the, the 12 volt sizes, as Frank had mentioned. Uh, another good feature of this product, too, is its design. These are front terminal batteries, which means uh, all the termination points are in the front. Okay. And some of the racking options that we offer, as well as other companies, uh, all your terminations are in front, so it's ease of installation. So you're sliding these batteries into a, into a rack similar to you would slide a book onto a bookshelf. And the, the connection and the maintenance at that point is, is, is uh, very, very simple. Not to mention it doesn't take a lot of time. I've seen a large top uh, terminal batteries where the, it looks like a car battery, a 12 volt car battery, and they're layered a couple of layers deep. So you would have uh, uh, cables going from each one of them, very time consuming. Not to mention it's also a possible safety hazard. You're reaching arm for the back row of the batteries mm -hmm. and uh, you're going over the terminals and, and could provide a shock hazard. Whereas the front terminal design, the North Star front terminal design, the, the, the product that we use, everything's up front, everything's easy. You can actually uh, buy with, with our racking systems, you can put equipment right next to it so you don't have to worry about getting to the side of the battery or the back of the battery. Everything's uh, front loadable and, and you can pull it out from the front. You can install it from the front and, and hook it up. So it makes it very simple, very you, easy. You do have racking available. That is correct. We have a two shelf and a three shelf high rack, four wide, and it can come in various flavors too. If you like the 12 volt, 24, yeah. 48 volt, we can wire it up that way as well. 
We also uh, like to put in our racks a disconnect, a battery disconnect. That way there's maintenance involved. And so you don't have to take the entire battery rack off of off of line to do any maintenance. You simply shut a simple breaker off on the string. You can deal with that string alone while still having your uh, your backup live or, or your main power source for that matter. That makes it handy. We have many, many off-gridders that uh, time or space is an issue. You know, they yeah. uh, tiny homes and uh, micro homes and, and space is a, a big issue with that. You know, it's either they're building a a new you know a new little storage system outside you know that's not going to be heated and cooled mm -hmm. uh, and so and so speaking of heating and cooled uh, that did, that brings me to another question uh, uh, as far as heating and cooling your batteries are, are they like the flood of lead acid do they, what what temperature range do they want to stay at for, we, opt, for optimal use I mean for optimum use you really do want to be anywhere between about zero centigrade 32 F to about 40 degrees centigrade whatever that is an F. <laughs> the battery is capable of withstanding temperatures down to minus 40 degrees centigrade, but its performance is seriously reduced at that temperature. And we do allow the battery to go up to plus 60 degrees centigrade, uh, but we don't recommend you maintain the battery at that temperature during right. brief excursions. Right, so basically there again, just keep the heat off of it. As, as much as possible. Keep it between zero forty with you know twenty degrees centigrade in between, and they they'll they'll last. It's uh, always information. Uh, our listeners out here that are listening to them, and th this is stuff that they're using every day. A lot of them, so they want to know you know exactly what when we sell them your battery. They want to know exactly what what to be expected on this stuff. So that's that's good information. Mm -hmm. Frank, uh, I think you're in another field uh, as well. Can you tell us about that field that you that you do? Yeah, we're actively looking at how to um, monitor batteries and also how to predict how much life has been consumed from the battery and how much life is remaining. So you can quite easily download from the, the cloud or your computer or phone and you can see the condition of the battery. Uh, we have um, algorithms that will allow us to determine how much energy has been used, how much life is remaining of the battery, uh, and like I say, all of this is available just on a handheld device. Uh, the systems we're developing, the, the first system actually is a Bluetooth system which communicates from monoblock to monoblock and to a gateway and transmits it up to a cloud. This particular system is um, very convenient, easy to use etc. We also have a, another system which is hardwired, uh, again doing exactly the same thing, taking the key functions of the batteries, the key parameters, sending up to the cloud where algorithms on the cloud server can, can determine uh, the life of the battery or how much life has been consumed. Great. That's, uh, that's something that we have a, a ton of questions on. We Wyatt developed a, uh, a system not long ago. It's called the LVS Low Voltage Shutdown System because so many people do not know the state of their batteries. And uh, so they'll leave and go on a, a trip or go to work for the day or whatever and they'll come home and their battles, batteries will be run down to, to 10 or to uh, 11 and it will have tripped out their inverter and their inverter will have alarmed out and even though the battery voltage may have risen back up the, the inverter didn't know to turn itself back on so 
you know, if they had a refrigerator on there or a freezer or something that was needing power throughout the day, it, it wasn't getting it. Uh, so he, he developed a system that would get to a certain point and it would automatically shut the power down to the inverter from the batteries, not letting, allowing the batteries to go too low. So uh, you've talked about you, do, you don't want to, to deplete your batteries too far. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's what he's, it's done. And, and then it will automatically engage that inverter <clears throat> to come back on as well. And yeah. so, uh, Most so, inverters are set pretty low. Yeah, they'll, they'll they're set like 10.5, you know, 11.2 to 10.5. Yeah. That's destroying a battery. I mean, it, it's way too low, you know, really putting too much strain on these batteries. So, so we have that, uh, you know, White developed that. This would be a great, a great, I mean, we have this question all the time. How do I know the state of my charge? What, what do I know? How, how am I going to get this, you know? So. Well, I think the benefit of this system, quite simply, is that not everybody can be an expert on batteries, and not everybody can be an expert on how to operate batteries. Uh, the whole idea of this system is that it interrogates the battery, it takes the data every second, it transmits it up to a cloud. You have basically extremely sophisticated algorithms in the cloud that replicate a battery expert, and it will tell you in plain, simple language exactly what you need to know about your battery. Perhaps you over-discharged it. This is what you need to do to recharge it. Perhaps you have overcharged the battery. Perhaps it needs a rest, it needs to cool down. You need to know, is the battery reaching end of life? Almost inevitably, any solar system will have more than one monoblock. Is one monoblock faulty? This whole system will tell you on a regular basis exactly the condition of your battery and more importantly what to do about it if anything goes wrong. That would be a, a great asset to the company for, uh, when you get that available to us. That's a, that's a really neat, that, that's a great idea. That, uh, like I said, we have, we have that question you know, daily. You know, how do I monitor my batteries? You know, we, we've started, uh, we've had a few systems that we've sold to the, to the lake area in North Fork, uh, on North Fork Lake out of Arkansas. They're requiring now that that uh, no grid power can be to their docks. You have these people through their their and, docks, and, and no new docks, and no new docks power. can have it after. Oh, wow. You know, so okay. so uh, you know they're giving them a leeway or uh, I guess a grace period to to get unhooked away from uh, the grid power. You know, they have a certain mm -hmm. time frame, but these people don't live there. This is their lake homes. You know, so this is a system that really could be beneficial to them. I mean, they're they're living you know, maybe a hundred miles from where their lake home is uh, and their dock is. And uh, so they only get there, you know, and so throughout the winter, they may never go to the lake, you know. It, well, it, exactly. And in addition to monitoring the uh, battery system, the solar system, uh, it also has the capability of, have, of having effectively a camera on board as well. Now, camera takes up a lot of bandwidth. We don't need to see everything in real time. But most boat owners, myself included, we are all concerned if a tornado goes through, as happens in the Midwest. A tornado goes through, is my boat okay? Do I have to drive 200 miles to find out? Well, the whole idea of this system is that we can transmit a picture of the boat immediately following the storm just to see if there is indeed any problems. So again, it gives you a little bit more convenience and takes a little bit of worry out of the whole situation. That's great. That's awesome. Okay, so uh, David, uh, another question I think our customers will have uh, is shipping. Uh, uh, is your battery is it is it a hazmat type battery? Is it a, is it non hazmat? Uh, 
can it does it have to go by Freightliner? Does it can it go by UPS, FedEx? I mean, yeah, this these batteries are DOT approved, non hazardous, so they can go by ground. They they don't need a, a special hazmat to, to be delivered or freighted around anywhere. And then anywhere in the North America, we can ship these batteries, air, ground, any any which way you want. Okay. Uh, single batteries, pallets, so on and so forth. So great, great. just pay attention to your weight limits and and yeah. uh, and your quantities, and that's how uh, how how they're shipped out throughout. Throughout yeah. the North America, so we have a, uh, as you know, and uh, I'm I'm quite sure you guys are majorly involved in it right now. Puerto Rico, mm -hmm. uh, you know, no no power grid. What does I mean? Very little power grid, I should say that. Sure. Uh, so that battery, we could still get that to Puerto Rico as well on a, on a ground carrier like the FedEx or UPS? Yes, definitely. We actually shipped a couple of, of pallets worth of batteries to Puerto Rico as well as some of the other islands, U.S. Virgin Islands and British Virgin Islands. We've shipped batteries there as, as well with no issues, no no uh, hazmat or anything, as, as we stated before. It is DOT approved. Great, great. Well, that's, that's a, that is a great deal for... Our, uh, for our Puerto Rican clientele, uh, we have uh, we are starting to acquire a large base of those uh, uh, customers. So that is good to know because uh, unfortunately, with no power grid, battery supply is running direct right now as well. You know, everybody's trying to get everything they can. You know, they're buying it up as fast as they can. So, well, that's great. That's yeah, great. Exactly. That's great. Well, well, David, Frank, uh, do you all have anything to add or want to talk about? I think the only thing worth mentioning perhaps is that we do have batteries in over 130 countries on the globe uh, in all sorts of uh, places as well from uh, obviously North America, Europe to some emerging nations like Bangladesh and down in South Africa there's probably every country on earth has got one of our North Star batteries in there now and so far they are performing very very well indeed. Well great, great, that goes right along with our wind turbines, we're on all all over the world as well with those, so uh, it seems like a, uh, a match made to be. So, uh, well, Frank, David, we sure appreciate you coming down today and, and talking with us and uh, informing our customers and uh, of your battery and what its capabilities are and the, and the new uh, system that, that Frank is talking us about. Uh, we'll roll all these out uh, as soon as we can get uh, as soon as we can get them up and rolling on the website. We'll get everything rolled out. So. There again, we thank you for coming down today, guys, and uh, and we appreciate your uh, uh, talking with us today. We appreciate you having us. Thank you very much. Thank you. And just like Wes always says, uh, uh, come to the store. We're we're a we're a brick and mortar store. You can come in, touch our products, come see these North Star batteries that Wyatt's testing. You can lay your hands on them, uh, see what see what they're about. Uh, come in, buy stuff, so we can. Keep bringing you podcasts like this from Frank and David and Wyatt and Crystal and uh, and Lucy and uh, <laughs> and Wes, who's actually right now here right at the moment. But just come in, keep buying. We'll keep bringing. And thanks, and have a great day. Thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast today. If you have a question that you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast, email us at radio at mwands.com. You can follow us on our website, mwans.com, or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Check out our store at mwans.com and buy some stuff. Buying stuff allows us to continue to produce our educational broadcasts, like our podcasts and YouTube videos. And most importantly, it keeps Lucy's doggy chicken treats coming. Thanks again.